Flippins. You're listening to Flippin' Damo Say So. Hashtag FDSS. Where we talk all things life. Hope you can relate, and if not, you'll definitely learn something new. Hello. Hello. How'd you sleep? Great. <laughs> Good. Good to hear. We're officially, officially, officially back. Yes. Like, I know last week we were back, but like, first week back after two months. We're, we're in. We back are. Back in the game. We are. And for those who listened to last episode, we are in the St Kilda studio. Yes. So be reminded that we do have a little visitor running around. Yeah, a little Peter patter of Diego's toots. Your little son. <laughs> Easy. What's happening? What's been happening in the last two weeks? Look, we'll talk about me later. Sure. But, well, I mean, we both went out for a friend's birthday on the weekend, actually. We did. It was good. Classic old bottomless brunch. Yeah. Thoughts on the bottomless brunch? Look, I didn't appreciate how slow they were with the drinks. We're here for a reason. Like, speed that shit up. Yeah, and very – like, I feel like, as I said to you before, move around the table so you can hear what we're asking. It was, like, loud and it was odd. Yeah, it was at a Mexican joint, so you know how loud they can be with the ba-doom, ba-doom, mm. ba-doom music. But the food was delicious. Yeah, the food was great, so really it made up good. for it. Mm. But I'm mm. getting old. I mean, you say that and you say that you can't club anymore, but what time did you get home on like Sunday five morning? five o'clock, but I'm just getting old. Like, there's so many young people. You look around, you're like, oh, I'm a grandpa. But anyway. We need to start going to places that have an older crowd. That's what we need to do. Very true. Remember my birthday? Everyone was in, like, tracksuits. They were, like, 16. That's very true. Yes. Anyway, well, I've, there's a lot of birthdays this time of year because mm-hmm. I went to the Gold Coast recently for another birthday. Weather was phenom. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> But you had a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. You didn't see family. You just saw your friend. Just my friend. And then, yep, I'm going to see my family soon. So back to Queensland. Yes. While everyone's gallivanting in Europe, I'm just going back to Queensland. And while I get sick again. True. You were bad. I had tonsillitis, everyone. Really bad. And you kept videoing me, your tonsils. They were huge. They were like big pillows in the back of your throat. They were like like black. Disgusting. They were actually horrendous. Anyone wants to see the video, let me know because I love showing people that stuff. I think it's so fascinating. I love how you warn people though at like brunch. You're like, do you guys get grossed out? (laughs) Well, I just like, as I said to you today, the human body is incredible. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I was literally, I couldn't talk. My throat was so sore. And then I got the good meds. I went to the doctors two days in a row because it just got worse rather than getting better. And by Saturday, I ended up going out with you. Honestly, with the Friday, you were like dead. Like you sounded so bad. Then you called me that night and I was like, oh, you don't sound that bad now. Mm. And the next day then you called me again. I was like, holy fuck, they're crazy meds. Yeah. I didn't want to overdo it though. So it was a bit nervy. Like I had a drink or two and I was like, oh, I don't want to get sick and like push myself. But here we are. Wednesday afternoon. Very mature about your drinking on the weekend. Well done. Yes. So I'm going to go straight into this topic Mm -hmm. because I feel like the reason why you were partly sick is because of this kind of moment in life that you're going through. So let's go deep, 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 deep dive in and unpack your breakup. Yes, it is true. After seven years of being with my darling turtle dove, we have called it quits. Question straight off the bat. Mm -hmm. Are you going to continue to call him turtle dove? Good question because when we were together, we would only call each other Paul or Felicity when we were like mad at each other because we'd call each other like babe, honey, turtle dove, that kind of thing. 
So some people like, why do you still call him T? Well, I don't want to call him Turtle Dove or TD like Turtle Dove. And I'm obviously not going to call him Babe or Honey, but if I call him Paul, it just feels really weird. So we just go T. We know what it means, but like it's not in a lovey way. It's just I think the easiest thing to call each other right now. Yep, that's very fair. Now let's wind it back all the way to the start. Okay. So keep in mind, Paul is an extremely private person and I do have to respect that. I'm the complete opposite. We are both absolutely fine. We are both extremely happy. We are both very much in touch, but not in like a let's get back together way, just like a, we spent seven years together, like we were best friends, you know, we want to make sure each other is okay. Um, but basically, I guess long story short is we kind of, you know, every now and then would have those conversations about where we are, where we want to be, where we want to be in the future together, blah, blah, blah. And the last conversation that we just kind of had, it just wasn't leaning towards the way that I thought it should be after being in a relationship with someone for seven years. Mm. I know Paul better than anyone. So I know, I knew getting into the relationship with him that things were always going to be a little bit slower and, and totally I respected that. And he taught me a lot in the sense of like, just because everyone else is married, having children and that kind of thing doesn't mean we have to. And I totally agree with that. Like, I'm really thankful for him in, in that sense. But yeah, it just kind of got to the point where, where we, we were both like, you know, these are the conversations that we're having after seven years maybe, you know, we're not right for each other. Does that make sense? Yeah. We also, as most people who know us know, we are extremely, extremely opposite ends of the spectrum. Obviously worked and it worked really well for seven years. Um, But I think it just got to the point where, you know, we kind of did have to figure out what we want to do, where we want to be. And our paths were kind of butting heads a little bit. And yeah, we just thought it would be Maybe the best idea to separate while everything's still good and... Do you know what? You guys were like the pinnacle of like opposites tracked. You were the yin and yang. Um, But you get to that seven-year itch, I reckon, then you reevaluate how long you've been together and where to next. I wouldn't be surprised. Love the guy to death, but I wouldn't be surprised if he goes and builds like an amazing hut in the woods and just does does him. him. Yeah, hunts and all that shit. In the other way, though, I wouldn't be surprised if you found some gorgeous little Rubik's Cube archery-loving cutie and they live happily ever after. But we're honestly, like he moved me into this apartment pretty much. He's been incredible to me since. But basically that night um, we just decided that's it, let's let's be done. Let's just say it was a podcast recording night. It was. So everything was peaches and cream and I was over. Yes. And he was leaving to go to an appointment and then he's like, said goodbye and everything f- felt normal. And it was that night I messaged you and I'm like, pretty sure Paul and I just broke up. I'll explain everything later. Like I didn't even know what to tell you. It was so odd. And I didn't get this message until the next morning. Yeah, So what, what happened was... <laughs> You, he must have got back. You were chit chatting. Mm-hmm. You're messaging me. I was on sleep focus mode on my phone, so obviously it wasn't getting alerted. I literally woke up the most tiredest I've ever been. I don't know why. And I rolled over. I checked my phone and I seen the messages from you. And I was like, "This isn't right. This I must be dreaming." Anyway, put my phone back on the charger. Rolled back over the other side. And then maybe five minutes later, I woke back up again and I checked my phone. It was fucking there. Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding? I even had to say to you in the message, and no, this isn't a joke. Because I knew that when I messaged you, you would be like, fuck off, you're being an idiot. Right? 
Yeah, and I knew that's the one thing that was annoying because every person I messaged or told, the initial reaction was, oh, what? And I totally get that because even for us as a couple, we were kind of like, are we actually doing this? But I was like, yes, it's happening, like just yes. And one thing you said that has resonated with me is like, it's been the most beautiful breakup. Yep. And I'm like, what breakup is fucking beautiful? It was it, incredible. It would yeah. only be you two that yeah. have a beautiful breakup. No like malice or anything like that. Nah, Crazy. No hard feelings at all. Like it's just, it's honestly like we went from in a relationship to being like, honestly, like best mate overnight. Yeah. Like it was very odd. So the night it happened, crying and that kind of thing. And then we went up to go to bed. We went into the same bed, like our bed together, but we weren't like touching or anything. Paul was like, I can't sleep. Like there's no way I'm going to be able to sleep. And this was like four days before I started my new job. So I still had a few days off work and then obviously the weekend and then started the new job on Monday. So he took the Thursday and the Friday off work and he's like, fuck this, I can't sleep. Do you want to get up and watch a movie? So we got up, went downstairs. We brought the um, van mattress from his van inside and I was on the couch. He was on the mattress. We just watched a movie and we were just like pretty much crying and then we fell asleep. Then in the morning we woke up and again we kind of just like looked at each other and we're like, yep, this is happening, bawling our eyes out, like, you know, having a good chat about, you know, how good our relationship was, blah, 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 blah. On the night that we broke up, we started sleeping separately and because I was like, I'm not doing this whole in-between, like we're either together or we're not. Like we can break up and if we get back together in the future, that's great, but at the moment we need to just – split which we did that's what happened with my past relationship Mm -hmm. we split up and then we were sharing a bed for like probably another two weeks like i can't do this so luckily we had a spare room Mm. our bedroom which is pretty much like a a, like a lounge room upstairs i just put a mattress on the floor and i i said you can have the bed i'll just have the mattress and we just slept separately for a week because then i got i got my house pretty quickly this is how I got sick. So I think what happened is I thought I was okay and I was running running off adrenaline and I was searching for houses because, again, I was like, I don't want to be in this weird limbo. Like I want to move forward, you know, move on. So I was searching for houses. You and I the first week of my, our new job were like going to inspections at lunch, after work. You know, you were like my rock at the time, which was incredible and still are. I think once I got the apartment that stress of, okay, cool, I don't have to – look for a house anymore. I don't have to worry about going home, you know, and living with my ex anymore. Once that all happened, I genuinely think my immune system just crashed and there was nothing that I needed to stay like hyped for. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like, okay, cool. You're you're done now. Like just, you're going to be all right. And I got a virus for two and a half, maybe three weeks, got better. And then last week got tonsillitis. So I have, like when I say I've been smashed with sickness, people who know me, I don't get sick. I was like unwell. Yeah, but it comes in three. So you should be on the up from now on. Yeah, because I had the breakup, I've had the virus, and I've had tonsillitis. And now I feel fantastic. So going up from here. I do have to tell our listeners a story, what you did. When I called you, I think I was like, I surprisingly feel like, okay, like, is this normal? Next minute. Okay, so the six stages of a breakup. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, he's really good at this. And then he's like, all right, um, oh, I can't even remember what the first one. It was like sadness or something. And I was like, are you reading this? He's like, yeah, I just Googled it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> denial, something else. 
<laughs> so you were on it. So that was good. But some things that I just want to talk about again. Well, going back to those stages first. Sorry. I don't even think you were in any of them. You just surpassed all of them. And I now you, you're kind of fine. We both did, yeah. honestly. And we both kept checking up on each other and we're both like, I'm fine. Like, I'm really happy. I'm I, I maybe it's something in the back of our minds that we thought it's meant to come. I don't know. Just like, came to fruition yes. or something. Yes. We really did have an amazing relationship until the end. Like it's not like, you know, there were any bad feelings there or it's just weird. Again, you're exactly right. I think I've skipped every like sickness wasn't in that grieving stage, but I got sick. Yeah. That's like the main thing. You made up your own stage. It's now yeah. seven. Yes. So one thing I want to say, mm. just being on an outsider, mm-hmm. is that you two have like come apart quite well in your friendship. I thought it was weird that you would still tell him things that you normally would tell a significant other, but I guess you kind of tell your best friend. Yeah. Like okay. for like one what? example is the tarot card thing. Oh, God. Okay. Mm. Like this to me, I'm like, why the fuck would someone I've just broken up with tell me that or tell me this story? You have to remember, like Paul and I weren't in a normal relationship either. Like we were very, very close and we were were literally best friends and boyfriend, girlfriend. So do you want me to tell the Tara story? Yeah, we get it. Tell the Tara story. Okay, so. So funny. I was with Damien and we went to go get dinner and there was this shop like, uh, what do you call it? Like a spiritual Yeah, they sell like healing. devil's eyes and yeah, crystals. Yeah, sage, crystals, and- all that kind of stuff. I was like, I really want to go in there. And Damien's like, ew. And I was like, no, I want to go in there. So we went in there while we're waiting for our food and I got like some incense and stuff, which I haven't touched. You were vibing the shop. Yeah, because they're cool. Like, although they sold like spells, like witches spells, and I don't know how to do any of that stuff, but I love that stuff. Like, it's so interesting. Anyway, when we're at the register, I, you know, had a good chat to the guy behind the counter and I love, you know, like just getting good vibes and stuff. He was like, oh, before you go here, have one of these. And he lifted up this basket of 50 to 50, 60, 60 just yeah. brown envelopes, right? And he's like, oh, they're tarot cards. Like, and he said to you, Damo, that you can take one as well. Meanwhile, so, I wasn't buying anything. So how nice no, of the shop. Damo's like one foot out the door, like fucking get me out of this place. <laughs> Let's and get go. A hex Dinner's on me. ready. <laughs> I took mine, Damo took his, and then I said to him, I said, oh, I'm actually moving house next week, so I'm going to keep it and I'll open it when I'm in the new house. Anyway, we went to wait for our food to be ready, and I was like, oh, I can't wait, like, because you opened yours, and it was like, what's triggering you, which you still haven't really what's, figured that out. Yeah, what's triggering me, a mirror card mirror or, or something. something. Yeah. yeah. When you opened yours, I was like, oh, I really want to open mine now, like, I really want to see what it is, and I opened it. The first thing that it said, because it's obviously two-sided, is your heart will love again. (gasps) And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's weird. And then I flipped it over and it was a heartbreak card. I literally looked at you, Damon, and I was like, "What?" I think I was actually in shock. I was like, what the fuck? Mind blown. This is amazing. Like, this is incredible. And I definitely believe it, but, like, that was just next level. That was next level. Out of you... all the cards I could have picked. Although, you know what? Being a sceptical, there's probably, like, 40 of the same cards and you just picked the, all one of those 40. No, I don't want to ruin it for no. you. I actually do thing. believe that that was, like, that was wild. It was It was a thing, yes. I do believe that shit happens because yeah. I was just telling you about the story of yes, when I was hey. in Domino's, mm-hmm. I heard a song. And then I got back in my car and it was like on shuffle of this rando playlist and the same song just decided to turn on. Yeah. It's like I took Domino's with me. <laughs> it was great. 
Do you have any other questions? Because I have oh, some more stuff to talk about. I've got a lot of questions. Okay. Can I just say a couple of things first? Sure. I just want to point out a couple of things because as we said, as I said before, seven years is a long time. Like, yes, we weren't engaged, we weren't married, we didn't have children, but it's a long time to be with someone, right? So we obviously split and I got really sick. I'm so sick of everyone saying to me, are you looking after yourself? Are you eating well? Are you doing this? Are you doing, are you, you know what? Okay, I'm not at home crying, slitting my wrists every day, which like, would you rather me do that? Uh, Yes, I'm fine. Like I'm actually okay. I'm very happy. Like the house is amazing. I'm happy with the decision that we made. But you know what? I've just come out of a seven-year relationship, now living by myself. It is okay for me to not be okay and for me to be ordering Uber Eats and for me to, you know, get sick. Like I'm not saying that I wanted to get sick, but take your vitamins, do this. Fuck off. Like, sorry to anyone who said that to me. Like I genuinely, I know you're coming from a good place, but I said to my mum and dad the other day, I said, mum, dad, you know what? I am okay, but at the same time, my body's gone through a fucking huge change. Like, Mm. this is normal. It's either this or me at home with a bucket of ice cream, crying on the couch, watching romantic movies every day. To me, I'd rather just get sick for a few weeks, blow that off, and then be fine. I do believe, though, your mind or your body wasn't in a good state. Not like not, Not super depressing or anything like that, but like... I don't feel like you were eating enough. I wasn't eating enough. No. I, and that's my next thing. And I think that's it, why subconsciously that people were probably saying that. Yeah, but tell me anyone who's gotten out of a long-term relationship, gone through such a big change. Not only did I break up, I've moved house, started a new job, had a new birthday, which a lot of people were like, cool, you had a new birthday. But to me, like, it's a new age. Like, mm. it's it's big. Do you know what I mean? And, and now by myself, like, it's, again – what would you rather me be doing? Like ask anyone who's been through that if they're at home having three meals a day, going to gym every day. Like, no, I'm sorry. I, I, do you get what I'm trying to say? Kind of. I went through a lot of change very quickly. Yeah, but Your you're just body- telling people not to, to be so worried about, you know? Yes. Like I'm okay. I've gone through a breakup. I'm going to feel like shit for a little but while. But you being normal, like going to the gym, eating normal yeah. and everything like that would probably show to these people you are okay. But that's You're what I'm saying. Sick. But that's what I'm saying. Of course I'm not okay. I'm sick. I've just got out of a long-term relationship. And I said that to mum, like, I'm probably not okay. Physically, my body is not okay. I'm not well. I'm obviously not yeah. eating. So you're telling the listeners now that everyone's asking those things. Yes. You're not okay. It's, no. But you don't have to need to, to, be fit, okay. to tell them. No, I'm saying it's okay to not be okay when you're dealing with something like that. Yeah, 100%. But that's why people are asking you saying, yeah. are you okay? You're eating? You're having your vitamins? Yeah, like- but when I say no, I'm not eating well, I'm not doing this, like for you to sit down and be like, oh, my God, it's like, what do you expect, babe? Like I'm not going to be back into routine after seven years of what I'm used to. Yeah, I just think yes. there's a lot of people that are like concerned and they might just over-empathise for you. No, I get that and it's totally fine to be concerned but you also have to understand that, of course, things have been shit and I haven't been looking after myself mm. properly but I'm not at home eating KFC every day or McDonald's. Like I'm still eating like yeah, yeah, yeah. good food. I'm just not cooking. Like it doesn't mean I'm not eating good food. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And this is one of the stages, rage. Yes, it's frustrating. (laughs) You need to calm down. But with that, yes, you're right. I have lost about eight kilos. 
it's fine for my body to have lost eight kids. Like I don't look unhealthy or anything, but yes, I have lost weight. It'll go back on, babe. Trust me. Let's be honest. Like I had two Krispy Kreme donuts. I was going to say, didn't we go for a walk to Krispy Kreme today? (laughs) Exactly right. And the other thing that I just want to quickly touch on is the other thing I think that I went through a bit of is that whole fuck. Like I'm 33. I just... Yes. Like I know that I will be okay and I know that I will find someone that is is different to Paul. I don't want anyone – I don't want someone that's Paul, like because we obviously didn't work out, but there's so many things I love about him. I'll find someone that matches me in a better way, right? And I get all that, but it's the whole you're 33. You're starting everything again. Like you're starting dating again. You've, you know, meeting boys, all that kind of stuff. Like, do I want children? Like all of that stuff. If I was 25, I wouldn't even be worried about it. I don't know. I feel like you're at this stage in your life where you don't, you like, you are, you were ready to settle down, have children, mm. get married. And now you're single at this age, which is completely fine, mind you. It all starts again on your 30s. Because you were saying when you broke up, you're like, I don't want to be single. I don't want to be single. I think you just I need to do you. I don't know how to be single. Yeah. You just live life every day. Mm. You don't have to be thinking, oh, my God, who's the next person in line? No, 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 no. And they'll I, just come along. No, this is the other thing. I'm not thinking who's the next person in line. I'm but just you kept thinking, saying to me when you first broke up, you're like, I don't want to be single. I don't want to be single. Because now, I think now you're over that. Yeah. Oh, I don't care. I'd like to be single. It's I just one of the wish- stages. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Questions. Your son, Diego. Oh, yes. How did this, figuring out who gets to keep him? Because okay. I know Paul loved him just as much as you did. Paul adores do. Diego. So that was one of the big, look, Diego's mine. Diego was a gift for me for my 30th from Paul and my family. Oh. So it was always, he was always going to be mine, but it was like I think that realisation that I was taking him, Paul, it really, really, really upset him. I've said to him the whole time, when you want him taking as long as you want, like, but at the same time, like, every time, if Paul was to take him, every time he gives him back to me, it's just going to be that heartbreak again. Yeah. So he's like, look, I'm okay at the moment. I'm going to Sydney in a few weeks for work anyway, so he'll have him. Well, I'm it's glad you didn't have to, like, put down court papers and no. shared custody and everything like that, so that's good. No, he's my baby. Yeah, and it can be like a little holiday for him. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, next question. Are you going to be on the dating apps anytime soon? Look, probably. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. But Do you I know think- what, though? It's That's not more that you're out there searching for somebody. I think it's more of a, like... Uh, an evaluation or a re-evaluation to, to then have people starting to talk to you and be like, I've got this. I'm in the game, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I think as well, like Paul and I, when we split and I've now obviously moved house, like we're done, right? And I've said this to you before that if I had any inkling that we were going to get back together or if I was still living with Paul, probably wouldn't want to do that stuff yet. But we're done now. So 100%, whether I get on the dating apps now in two months time or go on a date now or in two months time or two weeks time, it doesn't really matter in my opinion. Please give me the Tinder. I want to have a swipe. No, I'm not getting Tinder. I'll get Hinge. Show me the Hinges. Okay. You know what? Hinge is good because people put actually the time and effort and to make their profile. Yeah. See, I have no idea. I've never used it. But there probably are some fuckboys on there. So let's sort that shit out. Yeah. Deal. Another thing I want to try and combat with you is people out in the public now thinking that we're a couple. I mean, we had that a little bit beforehand, but now that we might be going out a little bit more, what are we going to do? 
We spend a lot of time together going shopping or even at work, going out clubbing, that kind of stuff. And it really pisses me off that people think we're together because you're cock blocking me. I'm not. Yes, you are. Because people won't approach me because they think you're my boyfriend. Do you know what? Could what? be the same way. Nah. There's a cute gay guy around and be True. like, oh, he, he's straight actually. He's got a girlfriend. So the thing is, it happened first at Uniqlo when I was getting some pants adjusted. Yes. And he was like, oh, yeah, you and your partner. And I was like, oh. I was like, but I don't want to be like, oh, my God, he's not my partner because I don't want to, like, be that girl. But at the same time. No, nah, we have to start correcting people being like, oh, yeah, my best friend or something. Oh, yeah, my friend out there. You need to start walking around with the flipped wrist. <laughs> and, like, can you just, like, put your nose up in the air or something? Get like, them a gay list I, you, You're the Babes. one that needs to act gay so that then they know the difference. Sure. Maybe I'll just get a shirt made up. I'm gay. <laughs> I'm her gay best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the GBF. But also, like, when we go out, we made a joke about, because we now go for the same people. We do. We both go for guys. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be out at a club and be like, okay, who do you want? Which one do you want? And then we'll know. Like, if they're gay, obviously they go to you. They're straight, they'll go to me. If they don't want any, well, maybe they're asexual. Yes. Oh, my God. This is going to be a fun game. <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. I'm going to win, by the way. Do you want to make a bet? 100%. You'll pull more guys. I don't want to put words in any straight guy's mouth, but they've always got that thought of like, what if? Fuck off. What does it feel like? Yeah. Kissing a boy. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) That was good. But no, not not yet, but I will. I definitely will get it. Mm. And we have to have an episode on it because I feel like I'm going to have a lot of questions and a lot of shit to talk about. Yes. This is a whole new world for me, guys. Question as well. Oh, yes. Now that you're in St Kilda, yeah. do you feel safe in this area? Yes, besides the, reason, the creepy alleyway. The reason why I ask this is because you got a little package delivered to your door the other day <laughs> and it was a rape whistle keychain. Listen, it's a self-defense keychain. It has a long spiky thing that looks like a miniature butt plug. It's got a rape whistle. And it's got, what else does it have? Is that, they're the main things I've got, I think. What different is it if you are at like a shopping center, right? Mm -hmm. And you've parked very far from the exit Mm -hmm. and it's like closing. You've just watched a cinema movie or something Mm -hmm. like that. And you're walking to your car and there's like people loitering around. Any different to walking down the street here with like more lights in your street? I got the keychain in case someone attacks me. That's the thing though. Why now are you getting it when you live alone? When you couldn't before, when you were just like. I think it's because in Doncaster, I was like in the suburb. Whereas here, there is a creepy Exhibit alleyway. A. There is a creepy alleyway near my house. It's, it's, it's very short, dark. It's a uh, shortcut. It's less than 100 metres. And there's commission housing, which is fine if you live in a commission housing. I have no issue with that. There are dangerous people around. <laughs> I just don't see why you had to get it now that you've moved out when you could have got it before. Because every time you see that something's happened in the suburbs that's criminal-wise, it's at a shopping centre. Yeah, but there'd be a million. Like if I'm walking to Aldi around the corner going down that creepy alleyway, I have it ready to go. <laughs> Okay. You know what? I hope But that back we- to when I asked, did you feel safe in the suburb? And you said mm-hmm. yes. So I don't think you'll use it. It was a gimmick. I haven't used it. I haven't <laughs> even got it on my keychain, to be honest. But no, I love it. I love St Kilda. So good. Love it. It's so nice. Right off chapel, near the beach, near Luna Park. Love it. Well done. Any other questions? That's fun. No. Oh. 
you've answered most of the ones that came to mind. Well, we do have a lot of say-so secrets. I think we should, before we do say-so, Okay. I think just tell anyone out there mm-hmm. that how you felt mm-hmm. after the breakup, like was it a, a, a weight lifted off your shoulders kind of thing for people that are probably stuck in a situation where they're in an amicable relationship or mm-hmm. they need to get out of the relationship, you know yep. what I mean? So Okay, so I'm going to be 100% honest. I was very happy in my relationship with Paul and I believe I can say the same for him. However, I have always thought, my biggest thought is that I do not believe that there is one person for everyone. I've said this to my friend years ago before I've even been with Paul. I was very happy with Paul and I was so happy with him that I didn't feel the need that I needed better or I needed different. So I was happy to stay with him and, you know, wait to get married and that kind of thing. I definitely wasn't settling because I was very happy with him. However, now that we're over, I definitely can see that I can do different, not better um someone that matches my personality maybe a little bit more um and same for him as well because for him I was a lot so in his situation I can imagine that he's probably excited to you know meet someone that's more on his level as well so there was a lot of fuck like really I genuinely I genuinely thought we would get married like I really did and I knew it would take a while, but I really thought that we would. But now that we're not, I think so I think we've made the right decision. What I'm getting from this is to not settle for what you're kind of in and don't be in a comfort zone. No way. But I think that's what I'm trying to say is that I wasn't settling. Like I genuinely was, although I wasn't getting from the relationship, you know, marriage and a ring and all that kind of thing. I was I was very happy to kind of forego that stuff because I was in such a good relationship. Yeah. So I genuinely don't think I was settling. I'm a very confident, like if I thought that it wasn't going to end up like that, I think I would have said, you know, sorry, we need to move on. What I'm getting at basically is there's couples out there that sleep in separate beds. Get out. Yeah. See, yeah. they're settling because it's comfort. They don't want to explore the new world. I'm not going to say too much because there is actually a confession in our thing about that that I True. really want to go into. All I'm going to say is if you're in a relationship, whether you're happy and you think you can do different or whether you're unhappy, like actually, no, I'm going to talk about it in the say-so secret. Another thing yeah. that I noticed on the outside as well that is you guys communicated how you're feeling yeah. quite all the time. Yep. A lot of people don't do that and they bottle it up. Communicate, let loose, that's and then the, see how it goes. Yeah, that's how the whole conversation started because we're very open with each other. I had those conversations and I think it just get, did get to the point where we're like, let's just be done. Like yeah. it doesn't mean that in two, three, four years, I don't think we will, but like, you know, that's a possibility as well. We just, while things were good, we thought let's just. Yeah, and it would have be been done. worse if you both bottled emotions and yeah. like if you've never talked over the past seven years and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you just want to end it or some one of you want to end it, that would have been a lot so much worse, harder. I think. Exactly right. So yeah. now let's get into the juicy stuff. Say so secrets. <laughs> I love that. You're like the voiceover lady for it. <laughs> so because we're obviously on the topic of relationships, we had a lot of confessions about relationships. Yeah. Which was really good. Um, some of these are quite old, so sorry it's taken us a little while to get to you guys. But so the first one is I bet these aren't anon. Now, first of all, before we go any further, I cannot stress to you guys enough, these are anonymous. Definitely. The only way that they're not is if we pay for a subscription. And trust me, we have better things to spend our money on. We yeah. don't care who's sending them. We just want to know information. Yeah, okay? but if you are scared to put them through, I'm definitely trying to look for a different platform that is com- like – 
we know this app has that feature, but 100%, like you said. Also, I'd- surely no one's actually paying for that. Yeah, surely not. Anyway. There'd be some creepers out there that want to know. Probably. So it says, I bet these aren't anon. Fuck it. Here goes. I want to leave my husband, but I'm scared. Oof. Topical of what we just talked about at the end of that. And this is the one that I wanted to talk to you about because I know a couple of people and I don't think this is them because I don't think they have socials who are in very unhappy relationships, not um physically abusive or anything like that. Like if they were, I would, you know, be sorting that out. I can't stress to you enough, if you are in an unhappy relationship, whether it be, you know, they physically treat you badly, mentally, get out. I'm Abusive ones, I totally understand, you know, it it can be quite tricky because you don't want them, you know, they can threaten you. And I I totally understand that there are platforms out there, um, you know, for people to help you reach out if you feel comfortable doing that. I've got people who are in relationships and they're like, oh, but we own a house together. Oh, but we own. I'm like, babe, who cares? Like everything gets split in half anyway. And also you have to understand it's going to be the hardest thing for you to do, right? Whether you do it now, in six months time, in two years time, you're literally delaying the inevitable, correct? Yeah. Do it, get it over and done with. Then six months or a year, you'll look back and go, Fuck, I'm so glad I did that then and there. True. It makes me so angry. Life is too short to spend it in shitty relationships with people who don't appreciate you. Am I wrong? No, you're right. I, there's nothing more to say on that, 100%. Do you have anything to say? No. Oh. <laughs> you fucking said it all. So the one thing I will say, though, is try and have a good, like, try and talk to someone about it because there's nothing worse than being in that situation and feeling alone as well. So, you know, whether you go talk to a psychologist, a friend, you know, if there's any ways that they can help. And I know this sounds really corny, but reach out. I am more than happy to chat. I don't have any medical degree or anything. You know, sometimes just having someone to talk to about it is really helpful. Mm. So, you know what? Leave the motherfucker. We don't even know why she wants to leave him. She could be the one cheating. Doesn't matter. He? We don't know. Doesn't don't matter. Put gender doesn't on matter. It. If you want to leave someone, doesn't matter why, you do it. Okay. <laughs> next. Okay. Next one. Now, this one goes over two because there was too much text. Love how raw your podcast is. Thank Fessing. you. Yeah, that, I like that. Fessing. I'm gay and I love messaging and playing with one partner of a couple. Okay. Yep. Yep. Don't get me wrong, they flirt back and almost love the naughty feeling of cheating without cheating. If the other partner started messaging me, I would instantly stop talking to both. So stop right there. So they're not actually getting sexual or anything. They're just conversating. Yes. Cool. And when they say if the partner started messaging me, I think they mean like if the partner was like, hey, can you stop messaging my partner? Do you think that? Or they just randomly are starting to talk. So you know how- couples well in the gay community right two gays might be there and they might just randomly start talking to the same person without knowing but then why would he just stop talking to the other person he's saying if the other if the partner messaged me i would stop talking to them okay keep going unless the other partner stopped messaging me i would get keen again so yeah that could be both contexts it could be this the partner saying hey don't talk to my actual partner Unless the other partner stopped messaging me, I would be keen again. So they're saying, they're pretty much saying if the partner said you're not to message them, but you kind of kept message that they kept messaging you, you would be like, I'm going to keep doing this. Well, yeah, there's that. There's that. So in our community, 
There's a lot of open relationships. Yeah. We need a, a lot. We need to read the full thing before we start. I read it out again. Okay. I'm gay and I love messaging and playing with one partner of a couple, right? Don't get me wrong. They flirt back and almost love the naughty feeling of cheating without cheating. If the other partner started messaging me, I would instantly stop talking to both unless the other partner stopped messaging me. Like ghosting. I would get keen again. It's my type of fun and seems normal in the gay community. It takes two to tango. Exactly. I completely get what they're saying. What I get upset about in these situations is if the partner's message you and spoken to the partner and said, hey, you know, I don't, I'm not really into this, you would hope that your partner's got enough respect to respect that and stop, yeah? Yeah, so but I don't think that's what it is. So they're saying that, but if they kept messaging him, then this guy's like, awesome, yes. Yes, I get that. That's one scenario, which makes sense. This is completely different. What do you reckon? Welcome to my world, babe. Right? There's a couple. Mm-hmm. They're in an open relationship. Yeah. Couple, well, what should I say? Partner A starts mm-hmm. talking to single. Yeah. They're flirting, having banter. Partner B then somehow finds him as well, starts talking. Mm -hmm. That single person will stop talking to A and probably Ah. stop talking to B until one of them kind of gave up and then he'd probably go back and start talking to the other one. That happens a lot. Yeah, okay. I've been in the middle of that, not directly, but ages ago when I was in Brisbane. Yeah. I was like talking to one partner. Did you know that they were in an open relationship? I knew they were in a relationship. And you didn't know they were open? No. no wait. So I was young, that I was dumb, I was home wrecking. So I was talking to him, got interested in him, realized he had a partner then, and then still started talking to him. The other partner then started to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is a bit weird. So I'll stop talking to both. But then was out at a club once and then made out with partner A. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> While partner B was watching and was fine with it. Nothing happened. It was mm. great. I think you're right. That's what I get from that. Just yeah. in my community. If the other partner started messaging me, I would instantly stop talking to both mm. unless the other partner stopped messaging me. Look, I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit confusing, but it I is. think you're right. Yeah, because in our community on Grinder, right, there are so many people that are in an open relationship, happily partnered. Why the fuck are you on there? The gay community, I I love you guys more than anything. You know I'm an ally, but it's fucked. I it's can't, a cesspool. I cannot... Keep track of how you guys date. But you know what the thing is, though? The difference between us and, like, the hetero community Mm. is that we're so open and loud about it. Like, oh, my God, yeah, I'm sleeping with Johnny. Johnny's dating, like, Tim. Tim, I would hate that. You know? Yeah, I know. Where the the straights are a bit more, like, quiet about it. If someone's sleeping around, it's like, oh, fuck, don't tell this person, but I'll tell my mates or something like that. Well, if you're in a relationship, I don't think you should. Unless you're in an open relationship. I'm I'm really against cheating, though. So maybe I'm not. I would be the worst gay. How many open relationships do you know in the straight world, though? I know two. I know probably six. I know one who, I don't know if I've told you this, girl I used to work with is now in a relationship with a married couple. The married couple have one little girl. And my work friend and the husband now have twins. Right. And they all live together. They like the girls will go out on a date. The guy will take one of the girls out on a date. Full working. Would you ever? Never. Would you never talk to anyone or be interested in someone who's in an open relationship? I'm very, is it monogamous? Monogamous? Like we're one person. Yep. Yeah. When it comes to relationships, I'm very about being monogamy. Like, I don't want anyone else in our relationship. I mean, if I was single and there was, like, a cute couple that were like, hey, like, I actually have no idea what I would do, probably. Mm, yeah, we'll see. I um, get ick. W- I can't do what? it. 
if I'm talking to someone on Grinder or something and I see this as open relationship, I'm like, next. So, yeah, that's that's my take on it anyway. Interesting. Either way, it goes both ways, both scenarios. So. It does. And I get that it takes two to tango, but I just always feel sorry for the person if they're not aware of what's going on. It's not fair. It comes back to communication. How many girls will go to their boyfriend, are you cheating on me? Do you think they're going to go, oh, yes, no, they're hiding <laughs> that shit. It's the whole point of cheating. No, but if you're like talking to someone else, you're not interested in your relationship, then you say in that and like, oh, I'm actually yeah, going to start dating other people. Yeah, but that's what I mean. People. That's the Yeah, that I'm bringing it back to communication. Yeah, but that the che- that's the cheater's issue. They're not going to probably want to leave the relationship because they're happy with what they want, but they want to go and gallivant around. True. Well, the other person needs to be like, something's up. Yeah, I would know their significant other. For sure. For sure. <laughs> okay, next. Sorry, my computer's going very slow. Oh, I like this one. After three years, I'm in a place where I'm ready to date again, but because I'm used to unhealthy relationships, I still get this urge to run away when I'm ready to go on a date due to the fear of being hurt. Do you have any tips about forming a healthy relationship and overcoming subconscious fears? That's a good one because I've just hit my three-year single life. This one's aimed at you because I have a, I have a lot of confidence. I mean, I've got confidence as well. I don't know how, how do you grow confidence without just having it. Good question. When I hear these kind of messages. Can you read it again? So hit the three-year period. So three years ready to date, but they're used to unhealthy relationships. So they're used to unhealthy relationships. So in the – before their three-year stint, there was in an unhealthy relationship. Yep. Yep. No wonder you're scarred, but yes. Yes. So they're saying that every time they go to go on a date, they have that fear of, you know, the guy that they meet, she gets in a relationship, it'll be the same thing. Right. So she gets scared and she potentially, or, or he, sorry, it could be either, overcome subconscious fears. I think the thing that I would say is if you're used to being treated shit make that your like drive to when you do go on these dates exactly if you see those red flags any of the red flags to start with you have the power to be like you know what i don't want it and i know some people say i don't have the confidence to do that and okay maybe that's something that will take you a little bit of time but go into it being like cool i'm gonna meet this guy as soon as I get any kind of ick or any kind of bad vibes, you have the power, babe. Yeah. You leave. Let's bring it back to basics. Mm-hmm. Let's get the old piece of paper out and write down, like put a line in the middle of the paper, put on one side pros. Mm-hmm. Let's call them green flags. Of, a pers- of the person. Just what you're after. Yeah. And then put on the other side cons, being yeah. red flags. Everything that you went through in that bad, toxic relationship beforehand, write that down. And then what you want to do when you're dating is if anyone points – or if you have those red flags come up, don't you know, pursue it. Yeah. But if you go out on a date and you meet someone who's like the same wavelength career-wise, they've got their head screwed on, put that down as a green flag. Yeah. So, you know, cool, maybe this is someone that I want to pursue a little bit more. There's going to be like one or two red flags that come up, but if they've got more than what your non-negotiable is, don't pursue it. You know what? Honestly, Damon, that's great. Yeah. Like you are very much more of a – like pen and paper. No, honestly, I'm not. Spreadsheet kind of guy. Yes, seriously, but that's a really good idea. Mm. And you're exactly right in saying that you're never going to find, no matter who you end up with, there's going to be something that pisses you off or that you don't love. That's what relationships are about. Yeah. And just try not to let, like, if you go into a room of 100 people, there might be 75 incredible people and there might be 25 wankers 25 is a lot of people but like you've got to try and realize that there is probably more good people than bad people yeah you'd think 100 percent. and i think 
me, I'm talking personally, I'm at that three-year stage where I've been single, you get over it. Like, it would have been fucking toxic before if you're still holding on to that bit for three years. Yes. It's time to get back on the horse. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Do you, like, what do you feel when you date? At the moment, I want to date a lot more. Mm -hmm. So I'm back on Hinge quite um, active, talking to a lot of people. I do feel sorry for them because I don't reply as much as I should. Yeah, just the thought, though, of going on a date is a little bit exhausting. I need to get that mindset out of me because I know once I'm there, I'll enjoy it. You know what I mean? But also is it sort of that thought of like, you know, you got to get ready for it, you got to go there. You'd, you'd want to kind of really like them to actually be bothered Correct. to go on a date with them because yeah. you don't want to be sitting there for two hours at dinner being like, get me out of here. Oh, I'm one that would be like, oh, look, I don't think we're vibing. It's halfway, <laughs> half really? an hour into the date. I'm like, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, if I was younger, I used to use the old go to the bathroom, text me or call me because I want to get out of it. Now I'm just straight up honest. Yeah. Like, just ripped a bandaid off that we, mm-hmm. we're getting older. We don't have time to fuck around and True. be like, yeah. Although that was fun back in the day. Now it's just like, look, we're not vibing. Mm-hmm. Let's just move on. Cool. So hopefully that was good advice. Yeah. As we say a million times, reach out if you if you need to. We're very, very open and honest and we're more than happy to chat to people about things. This is another one that I might need you to help me unpack. So it says, many years ago, I was dating a guy going through a divorce, okay? So this guy going through a divorce and living with his friend at his friend's dad's place. Okay, wait. Dating a guy who was going through a divorce and living with his friend at his friend's dad's place. So she or he was living with the dad at the friend's dad's place? I'm already confused. All right, let's assume it's a girl and a guy, just not to confuse things. So they were going through a divorce and then she moved into a friend's dad's place. And living, I was dating a guy going through a divorce and living with his friend at his friend's dad's place. So it's like. So at at the. It's like you getting a divorce and me living at your friend's house with your dad. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. The dad, they've said a name, but I don't think we need to say that. The dad had so much respect for me, he let me know what a terrible guy I was dating. So his son. So it's like your dad saying to me. Can we not just say the name? I'm sure they would have just given a fake name. Oh, Frank. So Frank's the dad. Yeah. So say it again. So I'm living at (laughs) your. Wait, no. I'm living at your friend's house with your dad. So you're living with Frank. Yes. Cool. And your friend. Right, right, right. Okay. So the friend and the dad are living together. And I move in there. Correct. Cool. Your dad, Frank, good old Frankie, is sitting down with me and he knows that you're a piece of shit and he's telling me, Felicity, that demo, that son of mine, he's not not good. Not good news. Hectic. Okay. Okay. I confronted and ended things with the guy. So I come to you, baby, I love you, but you're not good for me. Gave me an STD. Frank is still my hero. Gave you. <laughs> Fuck it in. Okay. So just to confirm, you're getting a divorce. You're straight. Mm-hmm. You're getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. I'm dating you. You and me are hitting it off. Oh, okay. So the divorcee is like out of the question. Yeah. Right. That has okay. nothing to do with it. So you're getting a divorce. Okay. So they're going through like Doesn't the, matter. the self-awareness. You're getting a divorce. Partner. I'm dating you. Okay. Yep. For some weird reason, I live with your dad and your best mate. I'm moving with your dad and your best mate, right? Okay, odd, yep. Very odd, but that's what the situation is. While I'm living with your dad and your best mate dating you, Frankie, your dad, sitting with me going, Flippy, you need to run from Damo because he's a piece of shit, right? 
I then confront you and say, hey, your dad's told me that you're a wanker. Not really sure how I feel about this. Meantime, you gave me an STD probably before that conversation that we had and Frank's my hero. (laughs) Good on you, Frank. (laughs) But fuck you for being my dad. (laughs) So pretty much your dad's a snake. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, he's actually like, mate. Yeah. I love that. It's like grow up, need to move on. (laughs) I just love how much of a web that was and where the fuck that went. Yes. I still want to know why you lived with your partner's friend and friend and the dad. I find that so I'm intrigued by that. That's wild. And it's definitely not the friend's dad. I was dating a guy going through a divorce and living with his friend and his friend. Oh, hang on a minute. And living with his friend at his friend's dad's place. Oh, fuck. (laughs) We need to wind this back. I live with your friend and your friend's dad. Okay. That makes more sense. And your friend's dad knows you because you and little Timmy are besties. Right. And Frank is going. He's like an owl watching at the bar in the tree being And he's like, I've seen Damo come home with many girls and this and that. Okay. So that may. I'm so sorry, guys. I fucked that up. That's all right. The web's now a bit better. Charlotte cleaned that shit up. (laughs) The person who wrote this is probably thinking, oh, no, that's not how it happened. They're butchering it. That makes sense. Okay. Bottom line and the moral of the story is that Frank was a saviour and don't be a little bitch underneath Frank. And get an STD check. Oh, 100%. 100%. That was a good one. I I like that, that. yeah. We went a full 360, but we got there in the end. They were good. I like those NGLs. Have Have you ever been in that situation where you want to tell somebody that you're dating a slut? 100% would. Like if I was with a guy and had been like hooking up with him and stuff and then found out that he had a girlfriend... I would 100% say to him, you either tell her or I will. That's it's the thing, not though. Fair. It's like where's the line when you want to be bro code or pussy pals? You it's, know what I mean? It's, it is not fair for that poor girl to be sitting at home having – I happened to me in my first relationship. I had no idea that I was being cheated on until after we broke up. Mm. No idea. Why would anyone think that I would want to be with someone who's cheating on me? I would much – yeah, it would suck being told that, but wouldn't you rather that and get out and his mum – said to me, she was like, what the fuck are you doing with him? Pretty much like. Hectic. Because he was a bit of a piece of shit. Sorry, because I think he listens, but whatever. <laughs> you fucked me over, so whatever. <laughs> You're in a wall path with these relationships. Yeah. <laughs> relationships. Can't speak. Jesus. Anyway, I love that episode. It was great. We've got a little surprise for our listeners. As we know, this month we've got the movie Barbie coming out. So we're going to do a little bit of a competition on our socials where you need to share, like, comment a post that we're going to put up and then you can win, drumroll, a Lux membership and two tickets to see the Barbie movie. <laughs> Love, you just went American. How exciting. I'm so excited for this movie. It's going to be the movie of the year. Yeah, so it's pretty much two of our loves. So we love, well, you love Barbie and I love Barbie too and we love Lux. Do you so know what? I don't love Barbie. I love the people that are in the movie. Yes, the, the movie it looks amazing. Yeah. So you get a Lux membership that you get to keep forever, well, for a year until you renew it, and then you get two tickets to go to the movies. So yep. you and a friend. How exciting. So remember to follow our Instagram, like, share, and comment on the post. You will definitely see it. It'll be up as soon as the episode is out. 
Yep. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for listening and we will speak to you in two weeks. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Off to find Frank for some dating advice. Bye.